What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and today we are going to be looking at another random magic card. As always, this is completely unedited, unscripted, totally off the dome, and uh, frankly, the reason that I actually do that is because I wanted to be putting these out pretty frequently, and if I took the time to script every one of them, I knew I wouldn't be able to pump out as much content as I love, and also... All my friends and family have been putting up with me yammering about magic cards for so long and the fact that I can just ramble for a really long time about this stuff because I love it and it gets me super passionate. Well, that's why this format exists and you know what? I thoroughly enjoy it and I hope you do too. So I went ahead and clicked that random card button and today we are looking at Brass's Bounty. All right, this is a sorcery for six and a red. Okay, so already, just looking at the mana cost, I'm already thinking that this is something I'd want to tuck under Spinerock Knoll, which is what we were looking at yesterday, um, just because it's super duper expensive. So, Brass's Bounty, Sorcery, 6 and a red. For each land you control, create a colorless treasure artifact token with tap, sacrifice this artifact, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Oh my goodness. This is lovely on a number of different levels, and I can understand the incredibly high mana cost now because this practically, well, this actually does like straight up pay for itself in most circumstances where you're going to be using it. Um, oh my. Okay, so yeah. I just got I got a lot of thoughts. Um, my mind's going a lot of different places here. So the thing about this. For, it creates a treasure token for every single land you have. So if you are running a ramp or a landfall style strategy where you have a lot of lands in play, if you have at least seven lands in play, you can tap out to play this and then you are creating seven artifacts, all of which that can create you one mana of any color. So this, if nothing else, is going to give you perfect mana fixing. Like, the, the floor on this is... For seven mana, you fix your mana completely. So if you're running a five-color deck, this is great. Like, this is phenomenal. Also, if you're running any kind of deck where artifacts matter, this is pretty killer. There are Also, if you have ways of just cheating this in or duplicating this effect, like if you're running something like double vision or dual casting, where you can get multiple copies of this, then all of a sudden you are doubling, tripling, like, I don't know if you can do it enough times, quadrupling your mana with this. Like, you hit a repeated reverberations and then a brass's bounty. Now, to be fair, you need an obscene amount of mana to pull that off to begin with. And then the end result is going to be an obscene amount of artifacts that make you mana. So if... I mean, I don't know, there, there's, a, there's a place for this. There's a way to make that work, of course. If you're in a situation where the number of artifacts you have matters um that could be really huge so if you're running like an affinity style situation uh, where you get a huge benefit off of that if you have something like the um what is it cranial plating it's an artifact that gives uh, the equipped creature plus one plus zero for each artifact you have in play this would be disgusting because that all of a sudden makes that one creature just so such a powerhouse it's ridiculous as though that card wasn't bust enough as it is so that's fantastic um but then also like i said it's just it's mana fixing and if you don't need that mana this turn and you just have a bunch of stuff going on like say somebody just hit a board wipe you know so you're playing like you're playing commander one of your buddies just hit a board wipe nobody has any creatures you know everybody in all likelihood is going to be resetting this next turn if you can hit this, 
at that point, then all of a sudden you just have all the treasure in the world. You just have a ton of mana at your disposal. Then you can use a little bit of it or whatever other mana you have available to set up just enough of a board state so that you can really explode the following turn. Oh my goodness. Yeah, actually, this would go really, really well in a lot of different commander decks. Now, it is expensive. It's stupid expensive. Um, actually, the first thing I think of with this, I want to put this in a deck that has the ability to cheat in stuff for free. There's a card called Omni Spell Adept. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show or not, but I love it. It's a it's a wizard. I believe I have. It's, it's a wizard that has the ability to pay three tap it, one of which has to be blue, but whatever, um, tap it and cast an instant or sorcery from your hand without paying its mana cost. And it allows you to do sorceries at instant speed if you use it that way. Oh yeah, no, I just mentioned it last, uh, I just mentioned it yesterday. Anyway, that, so basically Brass's Bounty needs to fit in the Is It deck that we were talking about yesterday with Spine Rock Null. You give me access to Spine Rock Null, Brass's Bounty, that's a cheap way to get it into play. Also, if we have Omni Spell Adept, and yeah, any, also, anything running Omniscience, Mind's Desire, like anything that can give you free spells. Anything that can give you free spells. Also, Electro Dominance would be killer in this situation. Okay. Oh, dude. Okay, everybody. My mind just exploded. And I'm going to have to clean that up. But in the meantime, like, if you have Electro Dominance in that deck, like, let's say you throw Electro Dominance for seven right? Think of how this synergizes. You hit somebody in the face for seven damage with, and you, okay, so you tap eight mana, no, nine mana, because Electro Dominance is two. Anyway, so you tap nine mana, which in, in Commander, that's not hard to get to. You tap nine mana, you throw an Electro Dominance for seven damage directly at one of your buddy's faces. Then you copy Brass's Bounty as the free spell that you play off of Electro Dominance. You then get treasure tokens for all of the stuff. You pop one of those treasure tokens, trigger your Spine Ragnall, and then whatever huge, like, 9, 10 cost monster you have just chilling under that thing all of a sudden is boom, on the battlefield, ready to rock and roll. And you did all of that in one main phase. So you can do that in your pre-combat main phase. If the thing under Spine Rock Null has haste, all of a sudden that's swinging too. And so you went from having an empty board to having, an obs- to having, I don't know, eight, nine treasure tokens that are just chilling there all ready to be used, plus a huge monster. Like, oh my goodness, I couldn't think of a better way to recover off of a board wipe than this. So yeah, no, Brass's Bounty is it's a lovely enabler in a deck that allows you to leverage that. Now, that said, that's kind of a perfect situation that we just described, where you can hit an Electrodominance off of this, and then, because the Electrodominance will activate Spine Rock Null, which the, so that feeds itself really, really nicely. That situation is one that I want to enable, and all those pieces kind of work together in other ways, so that's one line of play that you can get to with that. By the way, if you ever hear me or anyone else out there, when they're talking about Magic the Gathering, refer to lines... That is a series of decisions that are made with usually within one turn to create um, effects within the game. It's not necessarily combos, but it's the decisions that you make while you're playing. That's something that, so a line of play is a series of decisions that work well together. So that's something that, well, a line of play is a series of decisions that you make. A good line of play is a series of decisions that result in a positive outcome for you. And a lot of the time people comment on those when there's something, when there's a clever interaction in the middle of it that really makes it stand out. 
Well, and so that right there, electrodominance into a brass's bounty with a spine rachnal loaded, that is an interesting line of play that you can generate in the right situation. Now, worst case scenario, your board is empty. Absolute, absolute worst case scenario, it's early in the game, your board is empty, and then you, you top deck this, and there's nothing you can do because it's just incredibly expensive. So that's the downside. Whenever you're playing these really big haymakers, that is always the downside. So know your deck know your play group and know what they're going to let you get away with because in a situation where like if i'm playing like this would be great in what's commonly referred to as a battle cruiser style commander deck where the idea is i'm just going to build up a huge thing and then we're going to just like we're going to build up these big monsters and crash them into each other and see what happens that this is great for that it's a it's a lovely enabler that can help get that keep that moving as it were um, so that's not nothing. Like that's something to keep in mind. Um, in a hyper-competitive, high-powered situation, the, there are applications for this, but they are far fewer, and there are far more scenarios you find yourself in where this is an incredibly large thing in your hand that you can't do anything with. So I wouldn't put this in any competitive commander decks unless I'm really focused on cheating out fat spells cheating out and duplicating fat spells if that's the theme this actually could be a pretty cool piece in that because the mana that it gives you as a result of having cast it could also help you cast those really big dumb spells that you have in your hand so it could be a setup piece as long as you have a ramp package that can get you to seven preferably by putting more lands into play based on the way that this effect works um and as long as you can somehow, I mean, ideally you can cheat this early. That's that's what I really want to be doing with this. Um, you know, actually, like if I could have this under the spine rock knoll, and then I cheat something else in with electro dominance, as long as I'm able to deal seven damage to my opponent, that'd be cool. Like <laughs> I'd be all right with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's there are some ways uh, to make this work. Um, yeah, it's interesting, but like I said, you really want to be situational with this, and you really want to be specific. Now, I've also only been talking about Commander. Why have I only been talking about Commander? I mean, this is, I mean, this actually was standard legal until not too long ago. It's legal in Historic, it's legal in Pioneer, um, legal in Modern, all that fun jazz. Are there applications for them in those formats? Maybe, but whenever I see something this expensive and all it does is give you mana, I feel like there are probably more efficient ways to leverage that. Um, although, actually, now that I say that, I can't help but think there's a dragon that came out in M21 that creates treasure tokens that cares about the number of um, artifacts that you have on board, called uh, Gadrock, I believe. There could be a synergy there. I don't know. It seems a little expensive, so Brass's Bounty still doesn't quite feel right. Now... Yeah, but all in all, I feel like this is a commander card first and foremost, um, or kind of a silly jank option in other formats. Nothing wrong with silly jank. I love me some silly jank. Actually, I refer to myself as a jankomancer, and um, yeah, that just is what it is. Also, just I want to point out a couple of things, flavor-wise. So that's so we've talked gameplay. I want to talk flavor. The image for this card. At first glance, it looks like an island with some very bright sand, uh, like a sandy beach, but the sand's kind of a yellow, and then a, a yellow that is very vibrant. And when you look at it after the very first glance, you can't help but notice that that is not sand on the beach at all, but those are actually gold coins that are littering the ground so 
thickly, that are so heavy on the ground on this particular beach that they look like sand. And that's freaking sweet. Like, because from a distance, it looks like it's just a picture of an island, like a sandy beach, but the sand is kind of an awkward color. But then, yeah, when you look closely, you realize, holy cow, this entire beach is coated in gold. So you talk about a bounty. Holy crap. That is definitely what that is. So that's fantastic. Also has some fun flavor text. Why squabble for trinkets when we could be living large off all this gold? And that is attributed to Admiral Beckett Brass, everybody's favorite pirate tribal commander. Yeah, it's just lovely. I gotta say, this is like, this is the perfect situation uh, if you were a, you know, for, for your your swashbuckling treasure hunting needs this island is kind of the perfect situation that you could run across you know this is it's an island potentially actually we can only see what's on screen you know what's what's within the frame of the artwork but i have no reason to believe this entire island isn't covered in gold that's freaking nuts freaking nuts um yeah and of course, all the I, I now I'm finding myself thinking about all the economic implications of that. So, because obviously on this particular island, gold is worthless because it's everywhere. But you know, being able to take that back to civilization, uh, wherever that may be, you're gonna be in good shape. You're gonna be having a, a freaking good time. So yeah, this is a lovely little piece, and definitely fits the flavor of Ixalan where this was printed. It was pr- printed in Rivals of Ixalan. Um, that makes sense because it's all about pirates and you know adventures and you know on the high seas and in jungles full of dinosaurs. Pirates and dinosaurs. I gotta say, flavorfully, Ixalan was pretty freaking sick. Anyway, yes, this has been Brass's Bounty. Interesting card. Pretty situational, but fun. You know, and there are certain situations where it could be a real killer. And that's fantastic. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. Stay safe out there. You can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhawks42. I also have a Discord server where we talk about this stuff a lot, actually. There's a commander group. There's also folks who play a lot of limited, standard, brawl, you name it. We're out there. Loving community. You are more than welcome to join us. And there's a link to that in the uh, in the description below. Um, yeah. And if you have any requests for cards that you'd like to see, just let me know. I'd always appreciate it. I'm also on Twitter, at Hox42. Um, yeah. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I will catch you next time.